Hello, welcome to yet another episode of Hangout with Abyssoy. In this episode, I have a very dear friend. Her name, I will tell you in a bit. But this dear friend is a sweetheart. She's one of the fiercest advocates of community since I got on this journey of being a professional immigrant. One of the goals of this podcast series is to build community by documenting our stories, our collective stories, and to encourage one another within the community. In this episode, I will, not I alone, we will try to explore the concept of community and support systems um, with my dear friend. And I have been longing to have her on this podcast and... um, you know how it is. Life is busy. So welcome, Amala. How are you doing today? Hi, I would say I'm fine. It's nice to join you here today. Finally. <laughs> Finally behind it. I literally have been um, asking you to come on, but I do understand work and family and everything. But one yeah. of the reasons why I really wanted you to come on is because I see you, like Amala, I see you and I hear you. You're very fierce about community. Let me tell you guys the backstory to this. Amalala, I, I think I met Amalala through my husband. Yes, you're right, Amalala? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Husband. Okay, so Amalala and my husband had been in a newcomer, one of these newcomer centers, and they were grouped to work together on something. I can't remember what it was. And then they had a little group where they would always talk. And, you know, my husband was like, oh, there's this girl always encouraging everybody and saying, do this and do that. And that you were quite vocal about maximizing the relationship within the community. And then um, I also joined the WhatsApp group um, for non-Nigerian listeners. Um, WhatsApp is an app for kind of like Telegram. And yeah, do you know Malala, that WhatsApp is not popular? <laughs> A couple of my colleagues didn't know what it was. Anyway, serious? WhatsApp, <laughs> yes, I'm serious. It's not that popular. I, you know, I think it's just popular within our community. Wow. Anyway, so there's a WhatsApp group for newcomers in Edmonton. At the time, I was living in Edmonton, and I joined, and I finally met Omalala, and what my husband had said about her was super true. Omalala was like a, a local hero, always pushing us to do stuff and, and um, you know, asking us to be better and be more. Omalala, can you share your opinions about why you're passionate about, you know, community and all those things you talk about? And I'm just going to give you the floor. <laughs> Uh, obviously <laughs> all right and uh, thanks thanks for bringing me on here mm-hmm. i know it's been a while it's been a while chasing me around well mm-hmm. so many things have happened you know <laughs> trying to settle in work all of that well mm-hmm. yeah good to be here um so what's uh you were asking why i advocate for community yes truthfully it may look like advocating but this is the life i've always lived right so Okay. Many people who have known me for years know that this is what I always preach. I want to always try to look for the good around, right? So, yeah, you know, I always tell people one of my mantra in life is hope for the best and prepare for the worst, right? So I do whatever helps in that regard. Now, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Anywhere you find yourself, even before I came to Canada, I believe in maximizing, you know, your community so mm-hmm. when I was in secondary school university like I know a lot of when I'm I have a lot of we like all friends you no know, acquaintances friends I know a lot of people right mm-hmm. and I try to see the good in everyone you understand mm-hmm. like I always mm-hmm. try to 
capitalize on the strengths of everyone to get you know all of us where we're going to right so mm-hmm. it's a way of life and i want to believe that um when i see something that works i like people to you know to also came to, yeah because i used to take a lot of things for granted apparently mm-hmm. thinking everybody knew certain things right well True. as i became older i began to understand that not many people know many things like what you know do you understand so you you think because i know this thing everybody knows it not many people know so if you don't say it if you don't if you don't talk about it people will never understand right mm-hmm. so that's why I like to preach, not preach, I just, I just like to encourage people to take advantage of um, wherever they find themselves. So bringing it back home to Canada, let's even leave, you know, the form Being of... Being lifestyle and all. Let, let's bring it back here. Um, you know, when you come to a new place as a new immigrant... It's mm-hmm. like, oh, I want to keep to myself, you know, all this drama of I want to keep to myself, I want to do this, I don't want to relate to people, you know, <laughs> because people are scared, you know, people have been burnt, you know. But I just mm-hmm. see it like, take advantage of whatever you have to take advantage of to propel yourself yeah. where you're going. And you're going to meet all kinds of people. I always like sure. to tell people, keep the people who are in tandem with your kind of values by your right. And every other mm-hmm. person by the left, right? But no people. Do you understand what I mean? No people. Mm-hmm. Take advantage of people. And I know it's not easy for many people because for myself, I like to talk. I tell people I like to talk. I can't even talk yeah. to the birds flying <laughs> on the street. So talking is very easy for me. It's it's. I talk to everybody and nobody. <laughs> you understand? Like it's crazy. Sometimes my husband wonders if all is well. But I can I can talk to a two year old child. I can talk to a ninety year old child, and it's not today. It started like growing up. I had a lot of old friends then who were forty, fifty, just being a teenager, yeah. right? Yeah. So and everybody has something to offer. If you see sure. it that way, everybody, you know, everybody has something to offer. Do you understand? Mm. And don't get it wrong. I'm not saying be selfish. So this is not about being selfish, like trying to use people to get yourself yeah. somewhere. I'm trying to talk uh-huh. about leveraging people, right? People yeah. leverage on you and you leverage on people. You understand what yeah. I mean? So, yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I always like to preach, you know, or like to tell people to take advantage of, you know, and then, yeah, I hope I'm even, you know, saying, making sense. <laughs> no, no, sense no, what, 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 you, what you said makes sense. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, so I, I would argue that maybe because, oh, yeah, an extrovert, so it's easier for you to have conversations with people because it's just you. But I'm also an extrovert. I think somewhat, but I'm not, <laughs> I'm not so great with wanting to go all out for relationships <laughs> and people and stuff. I think yeah. my husband on the other side, who is an introvert, has it, does it better. I always tell mm-hmm. people that my husband helps me to keep my friendships because he's the one who says things like, why don't you ask this person? Why don't you ask that person? Or why don't you reach out to this person? And, and I must tell you about that, what you, what you have that is natural to you is like you said, it's not natural to a lot of us. Mm-hmm. For me, one of the feelings that I hated the most in being a newcomer was the fact that I have to ask every freaking question. I have to ask, please, how do we do this? How do we do that? I'm usually super independent and just having to ask for everything was so <laughs> annoying to me at the time. <laughs> and so, but I will tell you, asking and reaching out, um, which is out of character for me, has also helped me to do a lot of things, right? Mm-hmm. And so let's now go to the WhatsApp group. 
Lola, how do you handle WhatsApp group? Like you were, like you were, even up, I think up until recently, you like you're always, you know, talking to everyone, and you know, you it was just like your playing field. You you're good. How do we handle the good, the bad, and the ugly? Trust me, I was a ghost. Like I would always be that person who is a ghost member in many groups, except. Of course, there's a topic that is, you know, that I really feel very passionate about. But most times I read and just, you know, it's called jump and pass. Just read and, you know, and in, and if somebody needs help, I'll reach out. But uh, how do you handle it? Like, what <laughs> advice would you give out to people, especially when we're talking about community that is virtual? How do we handle this? Okay. Um, so when it comes to groups, um, again, like I said, right? Um, someone who knows a lot of people. My inner circle is very small, but I know a lot of people, right? Mm. Like, I know a lot of people. But my inner circle is very small. And mm. I just see it... So in as much as people think I'm an extrovert also, I mm. do most of my talking on the phone and chats. I don't really like people coming into my space. That's one thing you must know about me. Like, <laughs> I panic when I want, when people want to come to my... You understand? Like, except I my, I was the only one... <laughs> So I don't like people. We don't like people in our space. So if I'm allowing you coming to my space, it's like, oh, she really gives you, do you understand, such preference, mm. right? So back to that, I do most of my chats and gisting on the phone. I remember back home in Nigeria, my bills were very heavy. I used to be a postpaid customer. Because oh, wow. that, yeah, I used to be a post, I was never a prepaid customer. I used to be a postpaid customer because, okay, because of my work here. And then I talked a lot on the phone. Like I'm the person who will call you and talk to you for two hours, right? Like, those are the kind of friendships, high handle my friendships, right? Mm. So being in groups, for me, is a way of chatting with people. You're meeting different people. Um, you know, you're, you're chatting about so many things, trying to understand people's point of views on things, trying to bring your own point of views on things. You're trying to explain things to people. You know, sometimes I just wake up and bring a different topic, right? And, mm. you know, these things, it's not like I premeditate them. <laughs> I That's just the one over. that gets to me. Like you're part of the people that actually start conversations. So I, I think, I think the so you have different kind of people, right? You have people yeah. that oh join on a conversation because somebody has started it and then they bring up their own opinion. I think you were one of the ones that would just start <laughs> new topic today, and I'm like, how does this girl do it? Like how? <laughs> you know. And truthfully, I, I don't even I don't premeditate it. I just um, you know if you're. If you've known me for years, like from mm. the Facebook days, mm. uh, what they call that thing we had, BBM days. Ooh, and that's now, a long time ago. Yeah, WhatsApp stories. You mm-hmm. see that I just wake up different days. Like people, if you don't know me, I'm sure you think I have a personality disorder because I can jump from <laughs> one topic to the next topic. Like there's no relation, <laughs> you know. So I just bring it up as it matters, right? Like I just put this on my status. And same way, like I said, in groups, I chat. And it's not every book group I'm actually this active, right? So I'm mm. active in most of my groups, but not as active as certain groups, okay? Mm-hmm. So, like, most of the groups in Edmonton, I try to chat a lot because, you know, like I said, we are making conversations, you know, today we're talking about food. You're surprised that something you've known two years ago, many people don't know, uh, you know, and something can come up today that you thought you knew many things. Recently, I joined a group teaching us how to get points with our PC, mm. uh, like, you know, superstore points. And oh, I was really? in shock. Uh, oh, my goodness, you don't want to even know. And I was in shock that people have millions of points. And 
Omolola had just 6,000 points, you know, and just by chatting on that group, I know they were saying that I asked a lot of questions on that group. People were like, now, wow, you'll be heavy, I'll be waiting, you know, but just by chatting with people in one week, I got about 100,000 points. Just by Ooh. the same shopping I have been shopping that I've been in this country for more than 19 months, I had 6,000 points, right? <laughs> so you never can tell what you will learn by bringing up conversations. Do you understand? So I bring mm. up conversations, I jump on them. And, you know, like I said, with these conversations, I must tell you, I've made a couple of good friends. I've made a couple of... Um, um, Lifelong friends. Things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I always preach. One thing I preach to people is about um, screaming for Mayday. And I scream for me a lot. Like, I'm not ashamed. People, I'm okay, not ashamed. Hold on. I'm, yeah. I, I remember that that's one of the things. And I have a question around that. So just hold yeah, on. We'll yeah, go to okay. your Mayday so, screams. Yeah. So, you know, like I said, I just bring it up. We just chat. It's my way of keeping connected with people, right? Because, like, I don't really go to people's homes. And I don't like people coming to my homes. So chatting, you know, gisting is like my way of gisting, connecting with people. And yeah. I still do my work, right? I still have my work. And I just family, I still have my family, my two kids, you know. But hey, mm. it's I remember my younger sister telling me something a couple of days back. She's like, Oh, sister, she's 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 having her first child soon. And she's like, Omo, I respect you because the same way you were in Nigeria is the same way in this abroad. When they used to say this abroad is really hard. Like you've not been like the way you used to live your life, do you understand? I still chat, I still make my noise, I still am focused. Yeah. So yeah, I feel it's just a way of connecting, really. That's my own. Okay. You know, so the other question I was gonna ask you is um I, I obviously which you've already answered that you, you have a small circle and yeah. that you have um, found a way to translate those virtual communities into yeah. real life, like real life, mm-hmm. good relationships, mm-hmm. which is, which is good because I won't lie to you, this, this, the North American community is so different from our communal life way of living, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. like back home in Africa and for both of us, um, Nigeria, West Africa, Nigeria, is like so different from, you know, we are used to having a lot of people around us. And here, he's here, do you know the meaning of nuclear family? <laughs> like you literally will know the meaning of nuclear family. So we, you actually want to make sure that you have the, the communities. Um, so Omala, because we're talking about communities and support system, um, can you give me an example or, or some good story, because it's always about storytelling, <laughs> of how um you know you not someone else you have benefited from having that community and it's something tangible that you can always point to that you know it's because i have this community i'm doing i'm, I'm saying this because i want to encourage someone else to to know that um we can leverage on ourselves um irrespective of the good the bad and the ugly but that we can leverage on ourselves so do you have one story one one thing oh. that you can point to Oh my goodness, I'd be I, I imagine you have a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Just one. Uh, one story. Okay, let me mm. give you one story. Um, so, you know, when we came here, you know, back home, we're both professionals, myself and my husband. And yeah. when we came here, of course, you know the whole drama, you have to start all over again. And mm. then you have to get yourself to that point, you know, where you're trying to get yourself a job and it can get really tough along the line. Yeah, true. It can get really tough along the line and then, you know, trying to settle in, you need some help, you need some, you need some 
uh, what's the word? Is it encouragement or what do I even call it? Right? Just support system. Support system. And mm-hmm. I remember, um, I remember I had been working as a security guard then. What? Like you like to sell us. <laughs> yeah, and my husband got a job in one of these warehouses or so. So, but due to COVID, they had laid him off. And, you know, so I was still working and he was still looking for a job and all that. And mm-hmm. I remember I was in one other group. I don't think you're not in that group. So, this other no. group is mostly people who have been in Edmonton for a couple of years. And I just, you know, we had been doing everything. It wasn't working, right? And I'm like, Omo, what's going on? No. Hey. And my husband is in tech, like you know, right? Mm-hmm. So I just went there that day and I just screamed for me. Day. I'm like, help! <laughs> I need help. My husband is not in many groups, right? So I told you before, I'm the one that is in many groups, right? I'm like, mm-hmm. I need help. Even Bushikuma help you because it was really getting to my husband. Like, ah, this guy, he has been applying for work. Nothing is working, though. We need help. And three people reached out to me that day in that group. Um, mm-hmm. three guys who were in tech and one of them has become like a brother to me today right and he mm. said something I will not forget that day he was like oh my goodness thanks for screaming for me day. there's something I've been trying to do to get um, a couple of tech people together with those who are working and those who are not working right mm-hmm. just to rob minds you know like new immigrants yeah. and then most of us who had already settled because he's been here for about three years just to rub minds and all that. Thanks for screaming for me, D. I'm going to answer your question, but I think it's time I made that meeting That happen. platform or something. That, or that meeting, meeting happened. Happen. And in less than two days, he started putting out stuff. He had a meeting in his garage. He had already bought his house, like got tech people together <laughs> just by me screaming me, D, right? But mm. he, they were really helpful to myself and my husband that day. I connect, so I told them this is what's happening. My husband needs help. And my husband connected with them. Well, they gave him a couple of advice and, you know, connections, like I said, but I won't say he got any job through them. Do you understand? But down mm-hmm. the line, when my husband started interviewing, he had been interviewing actually, really. But there was when he yeah. was going to do like some interviews, you know, they would come through for him, you know, explain certain things. Like, they were so helpful. Like you don't want to know Abisui. Mm. They were so mm. helpful. At the end of the day, we got jobs, professional jobs, without the help of anyone. But at least, mm. you know, just being part of a that community. Support and that being support. part of the community. It's it, it, you know it was so until tomorrow you know they keep telling me on that group tomorrow, in fact which day was it I was saying I want to buy bed sheets and one of the people I really respect Edmonton she's been here for more than fifteen years she chatted mm-hmm. me probably chatted me and like oh go here and here because they know that Lola will always ask questions like, I know they she you understand <laughs> <laughs> I would just go there I bring any topic today I can just wake up it's violence tomorrow when I mean violence now in Nigerian terms not violence yeah. as in violence violence we call it you know gist now we just bring yeah. up gist from left to the right it can be children children today it can be oh sex tomorrow it can be family you know so. Yeah, yeah and like I said, we've become, you know, it's become a very, I've gotten very good friends from there. You want to get something, ask people, I want to do this, I always ask. And it has really helped. It has really saved me money, saved me so many times and all that. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so, so something that I know that I wanted to elaborate on because it was from you that I heard it. And it's Mayday. You literally call it <laughs> Scream Mayday. And it was when you said it that made me realize that 
you know, we need to do some things for each other. So you're doing your own bit to the community by speaking up and asking and telling everyone, scream for May Day. Um, I'm doing this by gathering these stories and trying to encourage everyone who listens. Um, someone that we both know, I think it's Shola. Um, Shola that you introduced me to because she's in yeah. the last week. Okay, so Shola said one of these days where, you know, the MBA is no beans. It's no joke. It's a lot of work. And uh, she mm-hmm. had just finished her classes and was feeling super like, you know, that kind of who sent me kind of thing. And then she listened to one of the podcasts and laughed so hard and just heard other people's stories and felt, oh, I can do this. And then you move on. So we're all doing bits and bits to the community because it's a, it's a, one of my, uh, my friend, Mrs. Notch says, it's a huge transformation that we're going through. And sometimes we do not, we do not appreciate it. Tell me more about screaming for May Day uh, because uh-huh. you it was from you that I heard that it can actually be like a mental health situation if you're not screaming for May Day um, with all the resources around you. So speak more to that, Imola, because uh-huh. I just want someone listening who is there feeling like me, who doesn't like to ask for so much help. But you know, just I just want you to explain on, and talk about it further um, the way you do. <laughs> Sure. Um, so, again, like, you know, we, earlier on when we started this um, conversation, uh, conversation mm-hmm. I was saying that it's not natural for many people to um, want to reach out to people. And, you know, if especially in the African community, if you're back home, like mm-hmm. how we used to live back home, people didn't like to discuss about whatever they're going through. People just feel like, oh, they cannot open my mouth talk because if I do, people may laugh at me and people, you understand? So I've never understood that kind of life personally. You know. <laughs> we are born to be tough, Shalala. Yeah. We're tough so, people. <laughs> so I've never, you know, understood that, um, you know, I always look for help if I need help. Again, maybe mm-hmm. because I don't have a lot of shame. I tell people I'm very shameless. So <laughs> I like that, actually. <laughs> yeah, I don't like to... I won't, what's the word? I don't beg, right? But I will ask you how to go about, I'm not one that will come and start begging for money, but if there's a way to go and do it myself or my sister, I would just, you know, understand. I'll ask for help anyway, anytime, any day, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not easy. I used to, I know that at the point too, I was always self-sufficient and, you know, felt like you shouldn't reach out to people. But as I began to grow, I knew that, see, you know, sometimes you just need the next person to chat with you. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. Sometimes mm-hmm. you just need to share ideas. Sometimes you just need to ask a question, right? Just asking that question will go along with just saying, hi, how are you today? Where are you headed? And it's going to take you so far. Do you get what I mean? So mm-hmm. I like to tell people, um, see, you're not the, first, the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun or is it hidden <laughs> under the sun? You're not the first person to go through what you're going through. People have gone mm-hmm. through what you think you are def- going through. And sometimes just chatting with them is going to give you an idea how to go about that situation. You know, I went to Covenant, I finished from Covenant University. And one mm. of the things Papa used to preach, which used to be that um, he likes to read books and, you know, learn from other people's mistakes so that he doesn't go through the, his own mistakes. I'm one of those kind of disciples who 
prefer to learn from other people's mistakes instead of making mistakes on my own. So truthfully, not to brag or anything, I hardly make mistakes, right? I've made one or two, but I'm not that kind of person that makes a lot of mistakes because I will ask Abiz. So if I'm at this position now, Abiz, so you, you don't go before me. How did you do it? Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Mm. And I would tailor myself so that I don't fall into the pit. If Abiz had fallen into a pit and gotten out, Lola does not fall into that pit. She's going to avoid the pit. Am I making sense to you? True. So that's why I like to preach to people. You see, sometimes I've seen people make so many mistakes, especially here in, in Canada. Abisoye, people are making mistakes. Again, don't forget, because I chat a lot, people chat with me. So mm. I'm like, so why didn't you ask? Why didn't you talk to someone? And they're like, ah, they didn't feel they should tell anybody anything. No. They did. I say, ah, but okay, you have done it this way. You have been stuck in this hole for so long. Why don't you just scream maybe? And you know, I keep, if you notice, anytime I say scream maybe, I always put a caveat there. When you scream maybe, some people may laugh at your situation. Some people may mock your situation, but there will be one person who will help you. Now, if that one person helps you, then that is all you need. Hello? Mm-hmm. Do you understand? So when you're screaming maybe, you're screaming maybe because I need help. And you don't want to get to the point where you're having to deal with, you know, solitude, mental issues. You know, obviously, I've seen many people crash here your marriage crashed just because you think so, your husband came it did not get work after four months are, are, are you the first person you understand mm. <laughs> are you the first person do you get why not ask how other people have managed it why should your marriage crash because somebody has no work for four months am i making sense to you I right? so so i just feel like people should ask questions i'm not saying bring out your whole life again People don't even know one over a hundred of my life, right? So even when you see me chatting outside, you don't know half of my life. You don't have, we don't even know one over 10 of my life or one over a hundred, you know? Mm. So there's a way you can ask a question that people will not even know is you until the person comes to your DM to answer your question, right? So ask. And then if you're like me, who's very shameless, hey, where can I buy soap today? <laughs> where can I buy? You know, I can't tell you what I've learned. Like I've gotten the best pap in this country, like pap, just by asking, where can I find pap after buying a top of, crappy crappy paps right mm, mm. and i'll ask like bed sheets sh- do you understand just anything 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 so, so so the thing i wanted to say and and, and i and i and i like what you said you said you're you're shameless like it's i think it also comes from a part of our culture that is very um like we we are driven by shame like even some of the prayers that we pray <laughs> Yeah, I'm driven by shame. Like you know, I would not. It's it's just, and I don't want to speak my local dialect. Like it's it's about what would they say about me? You know, especially people that are here and you know back home. They will say, oh, she made a move and then she's not succeeding. You know, we we're very driven by shame. Like we're a group of people that um, shame is something that drives us, and so also is fame, which is like you know. We want to be seen to be better than the next person. So when we are at, at subpar, you feel like you feel you should be ashamed. Meanwhile, you're just going through life in itself, and that's just life, right? And thank you, Amalala, for saying that because I'm hoping that someone is listening and realizing that there's no shame in this thing. Like you're gonna get up, you're gonna get back up, and that leads me into the conversations of mindsets, which is hmm. Something that is at another level. 
you always say that even while you were working, I saw a video of you and I think I've seen that video like twice and I, and I'm glad you did it. I didn't do that when I was working in the store. I didn't do a video, but I think I took a picture, but I'm glad you did that video of yourself at that time, not even knowing where you're going to be in a few mm -hmm. months, talking to yourself and then, and just putting yourself in the right mindset mm -hmm. because you call it, you know, like you always say, I did make God walk. Like you, <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, if you're listening or you're not, Nigerian, may God is security. Um, so Omarola had a temporary job that was, uh, which was, I think he did for like four months, Omarola. How long? About six, seven months. Wow. About six or seven months. And um, where she was a security personnel, which is different from, which is not a, a bad thing because mm -hmm. that's, you know, work for people. But it's just that coming from um, working as a professional in a financial institution, right? That's what you did mm -hmm, back home. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then coming here and then going to um, pick on a minimum wage job because you need to do what you need to do. It's one of my friends, which you also know, will call it Azume, who you also know, by the way, Azume will call it a transition job. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and always tells me it's a transition job because that's what some people do. That's what the work people want to do. So mm -hmm. it's not, um, we have a name for it in our community. I'm not going to call it that, but mm -hmm. it is what it is. So I'm going to talk about mindset. Like, I know that, okay, I know that the first time I met you, after we had spoken a couple of times on phone and I came by your house, still mm. shamelessness to come and collect Tammy's pair of boots for my son. <laughs> <laughs> because you were just like, who wants a pair of boots? And I think my husband was like, ah, we can pick this up for my son. And then we had gone to your house, pick up a pair of boots. And we were listening to you and your husband talk. And you were telling us, you just need to, at that point, we both did not have professional jobs. And you were telling us, we just need to um, hang in there. Talk more about mindset that people typically have and what we should be striving to have, especially on this journey. Because, yes, we've gotten our first jobs and it looks like it's fine and everyone is doing well. It's a, The mindset is not just for getting your first job and moving on. Talk about it because I see you doing good things at work. And what's the mindset behind all of that? Um, so, yeah. So, um. I put up something on my status yesterday. I think I was, uh, someone was saying, like, if, just to recap it, you should be ready to know that everything works for good, right? I'm a Christian, right? So I reference yeah. my Bible a lot. Um, the Bible says, all things work for good to those that love God, right? So I like mm. to see things as working out for my good. Trust me, I've had a lot of challenges in life. Um you know, I keep saying it, like many people who would not have gone through the kind of life I've gone through and survived it, right? Well, that's a story for another day. But in it all, I always, do you understand? I always saw myself as things will work out, right? It may take time, but it will work out. And, you know, the Bible never said you won't go through challenges, right? Mm. It only said that God will be with you as you go through those challenges. So if you remember the people who were in the boat with Jesus Christ. They were in the boat. Mm. Like, how can you be in the boat with this kind guy? This guy that they say is the savior of the whole world. Ah, and <laughs> waves were everywhere. Do you understand? But he mm. had the right mindset. While they were seeing waves, he knew he could say, peace be still. Okay? So I like to see that whatever I go through is preparing me for something else. Do you understand mm. what I'm trying to say? Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not saying there won't be days of crying. You know, the day I made that video you're talking about, mm. I had cried. Like, I got work. I remember the guy I used to work with. 
He's like, Lola, Lola, don't worry. He was a Muslim and he, he became a very good friend. He's like, Lola, his English wasn't very good. He's like, Lola, mm. you go up, 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 up. Don't cry. You go up, 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 up. You go up, you know. <laughs> cry. Like, those are the day, one of the days I broke down. Like, what is going on? Like, do you understand? Mm-hmm. And after our rounds and everything in the night, like after our supervisor had left, I just went to the bathroom to use the bathroom. And then I'm like, hey, you know, this will be fine. Do you understand? And I made that video actually, you know, encouraging myself. At the time, I can't tell you that I knew what was going to come. I, know, <laughs> I, can't right. even, I still even did that job for about three, four months after that video. And, well, you know, I always went to work with joy. If you knew me when I was working as a security guard, like I, I, I was giving like two awards in my security company. Oh, really? Uh, Yes, I was given like two awards, one from the city and one from the security guard company, like just recommendations, you understand, because I, I made sure some things didn't happen that were supposed to have happened and caused fatal issues. I was always happy. My supervisors were always, do you understand, I was always happy. I was always sharp. My uniform was clean, you mm. know, because I knew it was a transition job for me. Again, like I said, that was a job, that's a job many people do to retire. But for me, it was a transition job. I knew where I was going to. And I was always happy, like, I'll be saying people laughed at me. People will see me on the train station and be shocked. Like, ah. <laughs> and I will hug you, me. If I see me, if you don't see me, don't see me. Shout out, be so yeah, hi. You know, and I'm happy. I went through it with joy. I tell people, whatever you go, go through it with joy. Be happy. Yeah, yeah. You know, put in the work like. That is all like you that have. that is all you have. Yeah. So that was all I had then. I was so grateful for that job. The fact that we had that job and it could halt us spending our proof of funds. I was happy, my dear. Mm. I was very happy. So I never saw it. I never even saw it as a, um, a trans. Do you understand? I, think, I, I saw it maybe as a transition job, yes. But at the point I knew that this was my job. I had to do it well. Do you understand? So yeah. people should always have the right mindset. Everything won't be good, right? Everything won't be good all the time. But if you have the right mindset and you know where you're going to, do you understand? Mm. You know that, oh, mm. this challenge is for a while. This challenge mm. is for a while. This challenge is for a while. Do you understand? I remember this year on my own job, mm-hmm. in January, I had just come back from a break. Me and my husband were on break for two weeks. Like, our, our company's closed. And ah, you know how you're pumped up? And I came in January. Ah, by the second week, I knew something was wrong. Ah, I was, what's going on? Do you understand? And mm-hmm. everything looked upside down. I wasn't meeting my goals, my targets. My bosses were like, no, Lola, we know that you'll be fine. You know, you've done well so far, blah, blah, blah. And I was just panicking. Long story cut short, I didn't do very well in January. But by this last week of the month, I'm like, Lola, you've been panicking. This is not how you're supposed to go through something. So by the third, last week of the month, I went through it with joy. I was happy and everything. I told myself, this is the last month I won't do well. Right? And that was the last month I've not done well. I've not hit my target this year. You know, every other month I've hit my target much more, surpassed much, like scattered the goals, right? Mm-hmm. So I like to just go through things with the right mindset. You know, even coming to work, you have to start all over again. Go through it with the right mindset. Nobody cares who you were in Nigeria. Nobody cares whether you're a manager. Nobody cares what you were. If you have to come here, start all over again. For example, my professional job right now, mm-hmm. um, when I was in Nigeria, I was a team lead in the bank, right? One of the mm-hmm. institutions. And I came here, I had to start more like, the role I started was an entry-level role, which was very good. And I think I remember when I was being interviewed for this role, one of the people who interviewed me, I had about four interviews, was like, why are you starting all over again? I'm like, because I know I have to start all over again. <laughs> Do you mm-hmm. understand? I was very happy about it. And I got that job. And like, you know, I'd be sorry, nine months later, I got promoted to a senior role, right? Mm-hmm. I took it like, 
I don't even care. My managers are, so my managers are at the point where I should have been. I don't know if I'm making sense to you, but I never yeah, saw it like that. Yeah, where you should have been before now. Do you mm-hmm. understand? I didn't see it like that. I respect them. I submit to them. I do my work. You don't even have to, you know, you don't even have to pay attention to me. Like, I'm not one of those people you have to be checking on in. I do my work, right? You're seeing it. So you understand? So go treat with joy because we know we're going somewhere. I'm really enjoying my job now, but I know I still will have where I'm going to. Like, I'm still heading forward. So people should have, Take all these things with joy. You are working today in Superstore. Take it with joy. Don't be grumpy. You don't even... See, Wahala, no, they finish. You don't need to use, add Wahala to yourself. <laughs> so you're already in that position. What is your grumpiness going to do? I'm not saying... I'm not saying I'm always cheerful like this all the time. Do you understand? There are yeah. days you are all broken down. Like, obviously, you go cry. As in, you will cry. <laughs> I think that's cry. one of the things your, your husband said to me. Yeah. Like, you're like, don't worry. There are days you will cry. You will cry. Yeah. You'll be wondering who said me <laughs> say, you cry when you finish crying eh, just make sure you, you cry no god have a good bath see if you want to soak yourself in the tub soak yourself in the tub wash your face come out eat better food we move we continue again <laughs> you understand? But, but you get but have the mindset like i'm going somewhere you remember like, like mm-hmm. that day you guys came i told you people i said you're going somewhere it will happen do you understand mm-hmm. it will happen mm-hmm. Just have mm-hmm. the right mindset. And that's one thing I know that people struggle with, especially coming from back home. You know, people, mindset is this. Is many, mindset is something that, you know, I don't know how to explain it. We, I think what it is, is we are ha- afraid to have hard conversations, right? So mm. you don't want to even understand what is going on. You're not even processing. You're just, do you understand what I'm saying? Self-realization yeah, just... is key. You need to understand yourself. You need to know your mm. strengths and weaknesses. You need to know, okay, this is when I'm breaking down. Okay, this is when I should organize myself. Okay, this is when I'm at my highs. Do you understand? Mm. But have the right mindset. Go through all things with joy. Always realize that tomorrow will come. Tomorrow will be better. Do you understand? There will be a better time. It will get better. And I, yeah, th- I think I, li- I think I like what you said. Like we don't want to have hard conversations. No, we like, don't want to have. I th- I feel like one of the things, and I've had this conversation over and over again in different episodes of this. I feel like we we and it's not entitlement because I it's not entitlement. It's it's coming from a place of see all the vetting that we needed to do to even get into the you know get here. Like you had to be vetted your school your blah, especially for professional immigrants who are by the way the audience that this is for like you had to vet yourself through the the canadian system like took you through a lot of scrutiny and people feel like when i get here you know after all of this vetting it's not i don't think it's entitlement people just feel like it should be better and once it doesn't get better immediately you're not Mm -hmm. asking yourself the hard questions do i have the skill set that they want or am i just do you understand do i need is there something i need to learn is there something i need to find out or is that something i need to talk to myself about do i need to, like we are saying or maybe i just don't know and i need to ask for help and ask people uh, and and for me like you know it, like you said talking to people also helps because you never can even tell where the opportunities are when you don't even have the right mindset to want to ask um other than comparing ourselves to oh back home i used to have a driver and a this and a that mm-hmm, and that, mm-hmm. that, that, that. And, and stuff like that. So we're going to digress a little bit because when you're having fun is when, you know, typically I said this thing is like the, the, the podcast is usually about 40 minutes long and I'm all allowed we're done 38 minutes, <laughs> by the way. So I should tell you, when you're having fun, you, you lose track of time. One thing that I remember you talking about is um, family. 
I'm a Lanyu and I are from a different I would call us first generation Canadians. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm and I'm curious as to um I've seen you a couple of times doing stuff with your family. And mm-hmm. I'm curious as to how you're um how you're trying to bring up like can you share your thoughts on raising confident children who are culturally aware of knowledgeable mm-hmm. of their roots? Like mm-hmm. I really like it. My son wakes up in the morning and he dabales. It doesn't understand any other you from that. In the balance, I say it's a carousel. But it's just, how are you able to build up culturally knowledgeable um, children. children who know their roots, who are going to be second-generation Canadians, who are going to succeed, and who are also confident? I remember a story that you said on your status that Tammy told you you wanted to cross her. Tammy was telling you why you're running or something. Weird, and I laughed so <laughs> How are you, you know, just tell me what your yeah. thoughts are on raising confident children who are culturally aware of their roots, but who are able to excel here in North America. I, I just wanted to throw that in. Mm-hmm, you know, before we go. Based, yeah, before we go. Still talking about community and support systems and stuff. Yeah. So obviously when it comes to raising children, I think I've said it before, they watch everything you do. They watch mm. everything you do. So that's one of the reasons why I try to also, um, yeah, I know that one of the things I'd like to shout about is people should be involved in their children's lives, mm. building confident children. Now, mm. first of all, they're watching what you do, the way you do things. Secondly, mm. once they're involved in your child's life, they just feel like they can do anything and everything, right? Mm. So um, how do you be involved in their lives, you know? You're doing things with them. You're going out with them. You're doing their homework with them. You're doing, um, you're watching things with them. So, for example, my son, you know, he's seven, but he says, mm. I'm Canadian Nigerian. That's how he calls himself. Or sometimes he'll say, I'm Canadian African. So, if that's what he used to call himself, <laughs> right? Because, you know, he sees when we talk to our parents, in my, my, his grandparents, and we're like, oh, Ekaro. Now he, he doesn't even know how to pronounce Ekaro. You do. Yesterday, he was telling my sister, Ekarosa. He thought Ekarosa is the greeting, not knowing that Ekaro is what we say, like greeting. <laughs> so my sister is like, my sister is like, eh, eh, it's not only Ekarosa. And I said, no, Grace, that he actually took Ekarosa is the greeting. He kept saying, Ekarosa, Ekarosa. <laughs> you know. So, well, you know, just teaching them certain things. And you don't ever take these kids for granted. I keep telling people, you need to sit down and explain explain things to these kids do you understand mm. so mm. we sit down we explain things to tammy you know or you have to greet people in the morning he doesn't do a car he doesn't double all that right but good morning sir good morning you understand good morning mommy good morning daddy um when it comes to race we told him oh this is our heritage this is where we're from now we're in canada you know we, you know he knows that people are from different parts of the world we have white friends we have black friends we have do you understand Mm-hmm. Explaining things to them, don't take it for granted. You know, again, like I told you, Abisui, we don't like to have hard discussions, right? So we just think things should fall in place. You know, people just feel, oh, psst, eh, the child will find his way around certain things. If you need to take your time to explain to them and then live the kind of life, do you understand, we're talking about. Let them make friends. Let them know their rules. Let them also know they can excel here. Let them be involved in school, you know, sports, um, just so many things, right? Like my my son is very my kids are actually very friendly too. They they chat with a lot of people, you know, they mm-hmm. they just know that, oh, I have friends here and I also know where I'm coming from. Do you understand what I'm saying? So yep. I would say be more involved, um, 
get your kids to meet different people from different parts of the world. Don't just leave them to either your community people. Let them yes, have friends everywhere. That's another thing. That's Let another them have thing. friends. Yeah, every mm-hmm. in church, my son, again, so you know what Christians back again, why Christians, he's involved mm-hmm. in church. Like when throughout the pandemic, when we used to watch church online, they had their Zoom meetings after church, after watching the human discourse. He had many friends without even meeting them there. Like, and my church is not a like home-based church. My church is a Canadian church with different people, like nationalities, right? Mm. So he has so many friends in school, in church, in daycare. <laughs> Do you understand? So yeah. he's also learning. Do you understand? He's also learning. So you need to don't don't limit yourself. Please. Yeah. People should learn to be more involved. Don't limit yourself. Don't say, okay, it's only this denomination of people I will know. It's only this. Mm-mm. Let them know everybody and anybody, right? But let them know mm. their roots. So my son knows, for example, we are Christians, right? But doesn't mean you're, he has friends who are Muslims. He has friends who are Christians. But we live our lives like Christians. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I remember the I other day, um, they were going to do something in school. And he told them, no. I was so shocked. He came back to tell me, like in daycare, he was like, no, we don't want to put... So henna, you know, like henna. So mm. they were going to put henna and he thought it was tattoos. And he came home and said, they were going to put tattoos for us on our bodies. And I told them, we don't put tattoos. You know, you don't want to know how that sung to me. Do you understand? So we've mm. told him before, so we don't have a problem with tattoos, right? But we, do you understand? You know, we just don't stage, do it. Don't do it. So it doesn't mean, he didn't, he wasn't angry that other people go. He's like, oh, my friend's God. But I told them we don't do it. That is a seven-year-old child. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because you have yeah, made him that's aware. So right. you don't condemn people. I don't condemn people. That I'm a Christian. Doesn't mean I have friends who are Christians, Muslims, um, um, Buddhists, right? But mm-hmm. this is my own identity. So you need to let them know their identity. But then do not discriminate mm-hmm. anyone. Be friends with... I have friends. You know now. You have, I have friends everywhere. I have friends <laughs> I everywhere. know. I have Canadian. Um, um, I have um, Sudanese. Like you're, like you're, have... like you're, you're a web. Like you're a the, the, um, the, like the connector. That's, that's what it is. I'm like the connector. And, and that's really awesome. Yeah. Now we've come to the end of this. Like we really have less than five minutes to go. Yes, yes. That's yes. And, and you've... So... And I, and I just want to quickly recap just for you know anyone listening because this is me and I'm just like we usually would but I wanted people to be able to um mm-hmm. listen and pick up stuff we talked about community we mm-hmm. talked about virtual communities like whatsapp the good the bad and the ugly we talked about May Day I think that's one thing that resonates with me a lot um it didn't at the time but you know Amala, I think yourself and a couple of other people helped me understand that my husband inclusive we talked about May Day we've talked about um the right mindset and I'm allowed in less than one minute. I want you to just give a final summary of, you know, one thing, if there's one thing they say, hi, I'm allowed. What can you leave with the people who are going to listen to this? What would that thing be? You know, from everything, just one, less than one minute that you okay. would leave with people. I would say leverage your community, make mm-hmm. sure wherever you are in this, in any part of the world, leverage your community. Um, see, when you're, when you're trying to leverage your community, you're going to see the good, the bad, and the ugly. You know, sure. take the ugly and the bad, put it on your left hand. Take the good and put it on your right hand and keep moving. Okay? Um, you're going to meet a lot of people, people with different mindsets, right? Take the people who are like yourself and put by your right hand, and the people who are not really like yourself, put on your left hand. But leverage on everyone, you know? Don't, don't think this person is not my kind of person, so I won't ask a question. That person might be the person who has the answer to your question. Do you understand? Mm, like, mm. um, I remember before, when I was going to be a security guard, it was just, 
I had made, you know, I had the desire to do it. And I was on the bus one day and talking to the driver of that bus. And he said when he came to Canada about 20 years ago, the first job he did to transition was a security guard job. And that was it. And we chatted till I got to my bus stop and he told me something. He, he was a white, he was, um, he's not, he's Canadian now, right? But he's from a different community. He was like, I wish you well, you're going to do well. And that was all I needed. Do you understand? So mm. don't just say, ah, some people will never have talked to that guy. And you're still there one year later looking for what to do. So leverage your community. Take advice from people. Scream for help, please. People are going into depression here. Do not go into depression. You're not the first person. You're not the first immigrant. Ask questions, right? And mm. I wish all of us the best. I know we'll all be fine. We'll all be yes, fine. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> we will all be fine. That is one thing that Amala is doing with us. Amala, thank you very much for coming today. And on that note, people, thank you for listening. Drop your comments. We always want to hear from you. Um, Amalala is a dear, dear friend. Amala, thank you for sparing time to join us today. And that's it, folks. Have a wonderful day. See you around. Bye. Bye. Bye.